that's the theme from Sears Radio Theater, which will be brought to you Monday through Friday on this station. Today you'll hear a story of the Golden West with Lauren Green as your host. Tomorrow you can laugh with Andy Griffith as your host for things that are funny. Wednesday, Vincent Price will bring you a generous helping of mystery, suspense, and detective stories. Thursday, Cicely Tyson will enthrall you with tales of love and hate, dramas involving human emotions. And Friday, Richard Widmark will host Tales of Adventure in Outer Space, Under the Sea, Anywhere There Is Adventure. The Sears Radio Theater will begin after this message from your local station. This is Lorne Green. The wagon train is moving west across barren, windswept plains. Far ahead, several days' travel at the least. The foothills of a distant mountain range swim in each way. One of the wagons, pulled by a seedy team of horses, is driven by a slender, fifty-eyed man. Beside him sits his wife, a clear memory of beauty in a lined face. Get up! Get up there! I'd like to get up in front instead of being in the rear all the time. It's your idea, Bristol, joining this wagon train at the last minute, leaving everything behind and all. Well, I told you a thousand times, Hope. I got tired of apologizing to everybody all the time. Well, you ain't the first man to serve time in prison. I was railroaded. You were caught. Oh, my backside. Wish you could do something about this pizza. Yeah. We'll find ourselves a plot of ground somewhere southwest, somewhere we can grow things on. We could grow things where we was. Yeah, folks just won't let you live down a prison record. Where do you aim to leave this wagon train and settle down? Out west, woman. I ain't never been there either, you know. Well, it better be pretty soon, Bristol. My backside just about had this wagon seat. And that's only the beginning of our story. Radio Theater, a new adventure in radio listening, brought to you five nights a week by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops. Your host, Lorne Green. I'll bring you stories of the Old West and the New. Andy Griffith with a look at the funny side of life. Vincent Price with tales of mystery and suspense. Cicely Tyson with stories about love, hate, and related things. Richard Whitmark. I'll bring you stories of pure adventure. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week. Brought to you in Elliot Lewis' production of The Sears Radio Theater. Our story, Retribution, by Ted Sherdeman. Our stars, John McIntyre and Jeanette Nolan. Bristol and Hope Gaston left the wagon train in Idaho to take hold of 160 acres of land they'd never seen. Land on which they planned to start a new life. With high hopes, they set out from the county seat at Hatleyville to see their spread. And they saw it. They were the owners of a dry, sparse piece of land with a few mountainous hills. It was worse than anything they could have imagined. I can see now why the government gives it away. Nothing for nothing. I could just cry. Yeah. Be the first moisture this land has ever felt. Get up. 
going to do this. Only thing we can. Wait for the next wagon train to come through and look for something else. Wait? But we starved to death. Got exactly $21 left and what we got on our back. Hmm. That's all we got, huh? That and a bracelet with the gold coin dangling from it. What are you stopping for, Bristol? Them hills or mountains. They give me an idea. Let me see that bracelet and gold coin, Hope. Here. Why? Mm-hmm. It'd work, especially after we dug into one of them a little ways. What are you talking about, Bristol? Mm-hmm. Hope, we're going to dig ourselves a mine. What? We'll sell shares in it and have all the money we want. Sell shares? What are you talking about? I'll buy you a bracelet that'll knock them dead. Get up, horses. Get up. Are you turned around? Hang on, hope, old girl. Take out one of them hills. What for? For our mine. That's what for. Crystal, are you all right in the head? I've never been better. We're going to dig into that hill there. And I'm going to cut up the bracelet and the gold coin on it. Stuff the pieces into my shotgun and salt the mine. With my bracelet? A nugget, a nugget, woman. I don't get your drift, Bristol. Well, you will, Hope. You will. Now, let's see. <laughs> Take a real expert to tell the difference. Come here. Look at look at this wall, Hope. You tell children? Yeah, all true. Look. I've never been in a gold mine before. Like a real load, huh? Whatever a load is, that looks real. Now, to dig a few out of there. Why are you digging them up when you just got them in? To show them back in Headleyville. To prove we've struck it rich, woman. Now, these nuggets come from a mine. Whose mine? My own. Dug them out myself. Hey, real nuggets, these. Yeah, don't come no realer. You ought to see the streak of gold we found. Oh? Who found it? Me and Hope. That's my wife. Where'd you find it? Uh, about 12, 15 miles from here. We got the land from the government. It's choice, I tell you. Got some hills on it, and something told me to dig into one of them. <laughs> Mighty glad I did. Hey, Bert, look at what he's got here. Huh? There, real gold. Hold them. Bite them. Yeah. They're real, all right. I guess my wife and I must have dug for a week into that hill. Is she here? Oh, sure she is. Not spending money. <laughs> That's a woman for you. Uh, how much you figure is there? Well, here's, I can calculate about a million, but that's just the first thing you found. Well, you think there's more? Well, got to be. Hey, man and lady, come here and listen to this. Huh? I figure that hill's loaded with the yellow stuff. All it takes is some miners and the proper machinery to get the gold out. It sure beats God-busting for a living. That beats anything for a living. Hey, they sure are pretty nuts. Me and my wife, though, we, we ain't even to get rich off of that gold mine. She's just as religious as me, and she thinks we ought to share the wealth with our neighbors. How do you plan to do that? Well, we don't know yet, but uh, we'll, we'll think of something. You open for ideas? <laughs> Wide open, mister. You need machinery, money for meeting payrolls for miners. Yeah, they sure do. Maybe you can sell stock in your mine. What? What's that? 
sell stock in it? Sure. I'd buy some. I'll buy some, too. You can count me in. And uh, keep the major share for yourself. Well, now, I'll, uh, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> Thanks. Mr. Uh, Burns. Carrie Burns. Oh, my name's Bristol Gatt. Ah, uh, sure. Pleased to meet up with you. <laughs> Thanks again. I want to talk it over with my wife first. Like I said, she's real religious. Like me. so funny. This guy, Terry Byrne, he, he said to keep the major share of the stock for myself. Well, if I never see that miserable land again, it'll be too soon. Well, I feel the same way, but we'll have to go out there again. We left stuff in the tent. How soon will you start selling stock? When it's printed, Hope. How much is that going to cost? <laughs> nothing. Nothing? Since when the printers work for nothing? Well, I'll give the guy a share or two of stock for the job. Oh, but how much will a share be worth? Well, having 160 acres, 10 bucks a share, is over $1,000, woman. Let's see. 10 times 160. Back near $1,600. Say, what if they find out the mine's been salted? Nah, it'll be too late for them. We'll be long gone before then, Hope. $1,600? Oh, I can't wait. Uh, there's something you, you've got to remember. Anything, Bristol. What? You're real religious. Me? Yep, you. Me, too. So we go to church tomorrow. I don't remember ever being in church. Well, it's never too late to start. Well, what will I do? Uh, don't throw your arms around me in public. Is that all? Now, let's, let's get over to the printers. And remember, you're religious as hell, so act that way in public. <laughs> Don't you agree, Bristol? Oh, real good. Oh, you met my wife, Hope? When we first arrived, Mr. Burns. Mrs. Gaffin. Very generous of you, Bristol, giving our pastor a new church. Well, it was my wife's idea to give it out of the first profits we made, Carrie. Such an ugly word, profit. Oh, our parson doesn't think so, Mrs. Gaston. You uh, talked any more about my suggestion, Bristol? Yes, yes, I have. We, we give it a great deal of thought, and we pray it a lot. We're going to start tomorrow evening, Carrie. Start what? Uh, selling the stock you suggested I sell in the gold mine. Mr. Menon, tonight we start the sale about 7.30. Well, how many of them there uh, shares can I buy? Well, as many as you want. Oh, well, then I better get to the bank. I want to have the cash. I'll <laughs> uh, take half of them shares, mister. Hey, go on sale tonight for free. What? <laughs> you heard me? For free. Didn't think I'd let such opportunity get by me, did you? What makes you think I'd cut you in for free? Well, it's simple, Gaston. Either you do or, uh... I go to the sheriff and I tell him about the time you served in prison. I don't know you. Hmm. Just got into town a couple of days ago. Never expected to find a soft touch so quick. Well, you better look someplace else, mister. That mean you ain't cut me in? That's what it means. <laughs> 
Now you've seen the nugget, friends. You know the pure gold. We need machinery and miners to get the yellow stuff out of the ground. Now that's all we need. But I ain't got the money, so I'm selling stock in this here mine. Now Mr. Carrie Burns suggested it. Me and my wife thought about it a lot. But she's a religious woman, as I am a religious man. And we decided to let our neighbors share in the wealth, too. So if you want to buy some shares, just step up here, give your name to my pretty wife, Hope, pay your money, and own a part of Hope's mind. And I hope you'll forgive me for naming it after my wife. Uh, Sheriff, uh, can I uh, talk to you? Who are you? My name's Leland Eakin. Stranger around here? I uh, got in a couple of days ago, Sheriff. Uh, you ain't in line to buy some of that stock, are you? Is that what you wanted to talk about, Mr. Egan? But not, not exactly. I, uh... See, I know that fellow, Bristol Gaston. He served time for larcency in Joliet Prison. That's back in Illinois. I know where it is. How come you know him? Oh, well, sir, I, I ain't proud of it, but, uh... I served time there, too. Uh-huh. Well, I can't stop an ex-con from selling stock in a mine, but uh, I can sure let the folks know he's got a record. Hey, let me through here. Well, let me get by, fellas. So the guy talked. Well, leave the sheriff to me. How are we doing so far? Sold near three hundred dollars worth. Sell the rest before I throw it to him. Well, now if you'll just settle down, folks, I I got something to tell you. I think you better know before you put all your savings into this gold mine. That uh, that man's got a prison record. Yes, sir. Gaston served time in Joliet Prison for larceny. Now wait a minute, please, please simmer down. Are you through, sheriff? I can't stop you unless you break the law, Gaston. But I thought these folks ought to know who they're dealing with. I want the money back. What a sure thing, brother. Hope, give me money back. Now, I admit it. Friends, I served time, and I found the Lord while doing it. Married a Christian woman who made it more fervent and lasting than ever before. And that's why, and it's the only reason, why we're selling these shares. Amen. Serving time only, only paid parts of my debt to society. I'll never be able to pay it all but selling shares. In the mine we found is a start. Bristol Gaston, by his confession, has earned the goodwill and trust of those he counts on to fleece. His wife, Hope, has visions of riches beyond her greediest dreams. The informer, who thought he would put a crimp in Bristol's plans, has been thwarted. And only the sheriff is left with doubts about the mine as he talks to his deputy, Jerry Lago. Never saw so many people eager to part with their savings, Jerry. I don't ever remember seeing you looking so low, Sheriff. Yeah, well, you try to help folks and they turn you down. Well, not a happy thing. You buy some of uh, Gaston's stock, Sheriff? No, sir, Bob. Everybody else did. Including the guy who told me Gaston served time in Joliet Prison. Well, that just goes to show you. Shows you what? Well, that if, if you believe in God and make it known, people will trust you with uh, anything. Not me. I think we'd best have a look at that mine. Tonight? 
It's black outside. In the morning, Jerry. Now, maybe that mine's on the up and up. Maybe it ain't. Well, Gaston wouldn't have gone to all the trouble of getting stock certificates printed if it wasn't on the up and up. Unless it's part of his plan. What plan? To commit larceny again. In even a grander way than before. We'll ride out at early light tomorrow. Look at all the money. How much stock did you see? <laughs> the works, hope, old gal. Every certificate I had printed. $1,600. I never saw so much money. Yeah, that's for sure. But first thing in the morning, we got to go pick up what we got left in the tent. Then we light out for Frisco? Yep, baby. remembered something. Nobody's been in our mine or even knows where it is, except in us. What are you getting at? Oh, thank the Lord. Thanks for reminding me, Lord. You getting religion all of a sudden? Uh, maybe I have. Maybe I have. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Hope. And thank you, Lord, for reminding me. I can get you drift, We're going to blow up that mine entrance so nobody will ever find it. What for? So nobody's disappointed with the lack of gold. And so nobody can ever accuse me of nothing. That's what for. Boom. Where are you going? Get the dynamite in the blasting cap. That's where. Oh, thank you again, Lord. Bristol, look. What's them two horses doing over there? Oh, where? What? Oh, they're grazing, I guess. But who'd they belong to? Well, maybe they throwed the riders. Yeah, that's, that's what they must have done. Well, shouldn't we look for them? Who? Whoever they throwed. I ain't wasting time looking for nobody. I, I tell you what. You tie them horses up while I dig the holes for the dynamite. Tie them up? What for? Because maybe we can sell them. Well, we can sure sell them fancy saddles. One of the things I always liked about you, Hope, old girl. What, Mister? Your nose for money. Now, tie up them horses. Digging seems to stop right here, Jerry. Not to stop through to hit that stick of gold. He found it mighty quick. That's where it is sometimes, Jerry. These nuggets seem so scattered. So? Well, gold comes two ways, Jerry. Reef gold, or it's embedded in something. Yeah. And, and then there's what they call uh, alluvial gold. That's formed by the weathering of rocks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was in the presence of expert on gold. No, I ain't. That's just something I picked up during my prospecting days. I didn't know you was ever prospecting. Mm, a long time ago. So, uh, what kind is this? And to begin with, it looks like it's already been smelted. What's that mean? It's too yellow to be natural. Too yellow? I thought that was what gold was supposed to be. What are you doing, Sheriff? I'm going to use my knife to dig out a piece of it. Oh, oh. oh I dropped it. Oh, oh there it is. All right. Here, 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 here. Oh, well, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, feels like gold. Bites like gold. Why not? It is gold. It sure is. How'd it get here? How'd gold get any place? There's no mining in this area. Not none. 
Now, don't it strike you kind of funny that an ex-con from Illinois comes out and finds gold right away? Well, it's, uh, that he should give most of it away to a bunch of strangers strikes me as being funnier. <laughs> Except, uh, well, religion is a powerful thing. Can be, Jerry. Can be. What are you thinking, Sheriff? That we should dig out some more of these here nuggets, Jerry. I got a strong hunch this mine was salted with that shotgun we saw in Gaston's tent. Hold for dynamite. Now I run a fuse down. Come on, Hope. Yeah. Yeah, down to be far enough. Far enough for what? Well, when I light this fuse, you run and get behind the wagon. What do you plan to do? Join you. I meant by planting all that dynamite and blasting cash. Like I told you, to close up that mine entrance so nobody can ever find it and be disappointed. You use more than you did to make it. Well... Because I don't want to have to carry blasting stuff in the wagon, love. Too dangerous. You ready? Yep. Now, light this fuse. Praise the Lord. Now run. Get behind the wagon. How many more now that you're going to need, Sheriff? I think this one does it. Looky there. Yeah, it's a date. 1840-something. Off a gold coin. All the proof we need, Jerry. Proof? But this mine was solid. Now, come on. Time to get out of here and ride back to town. Yes, sir. Let me think, woman. 
The mine entrance is all closed up. Will you let me think? Well, what if they find out what we've done? Will you shut up and let me think? Lorne Green again. And here's the concluding act of Retribution. Mr. Marin, Mr. Lane, gentlemen. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy man. Lauren. We uh, heard an explosion as we was riding out to have a look at the mine. You heard there. Well, I'll tell, tell you what that, that was, Carrie. Gents, I, I was uh, trying to enlarge the mine. And, well, damnation, but the entrance tunnel collapsed. What? Shut her up tight. You mean it caved in? It sure did. And we were just now on our way back to town to get some help to dig another one. Wasn't we, Hope? Oh, yes. Well, we was. Well, how how come you got two saddled horses uh, tied to the back of your wagon? To the... Uh, oh, you mean, you mean them two? That their Palomino nag belongs to the sheriff. Yeah, and the paint belongs to his deputy. What are you doing with them, Mr. Gaston? Uh, well, we do uh, We found them, uh, Mr. Byrne. That, that was just... They was uh, grazing around with... We decided to take them back to town with us. That's the way it was, Mr. Byrne. Yeah. As long as we rode this far, me and the boys would like to look around at the mine we bought into. Wouldn't we, boys? Yes, you betcha. Yes, yep. Well, uh, it's uh, back that way. Uh, it's closed up, though, you know, but... Uh, uh, lead the way, Mr. Gaston. Well, uh, I sure think. Well, good fortune still smiling. As long as you're here, we don't need to drive to town to tell you. Tell us what? Well, who knows about uh, me uh, trying to enlarge the mine, blowing in the tunnel. Yes. Get up. Get up, horses. What are we going to do, Bristol? I'm think of something. Maybe we ought to just give the money back. Will you stop nagging me? There's our tent, Mr. Byrne. Oh, I see. Sure, sorry-looking ground, Mr. Byrne. Couldn't support a jackrabbit on it. No wonder the government gives it away. Only way they can get rid of it. That's the mine over there, Mr. Gaston. Yes, 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 sir, Mr. Byrne. Sure, closed up the tunnel into it. Yep, by trying to enlarge it for the stockholders. Now, just, uh, just where'd you find them saddle horses, Gaston? I found them right back, back before... You and the, uh, the, you and the others rode up, Mr. Menon. They was just grazing, you know. Ain't that so, Hope? Sure he is. Carrie, the sheriff generally leaves word at the jail of being his deputy or after an outlaw. Ain't been many outlaws since we made him sheriff. Whoa, whoa. Helps you down from the wagon, Mrs. Gaston? <laughs> How come you look so nervous, man? Way past her time for prayer, Mr. Burns. Ain't it, Hope? Yes. In, indeed it is. You go right in our tent, dear, and get to praying. I sure will. Excuse me, Mr. Burns. And all. Yes, ma'am. She takes her praying real serious. She sure Burns. does, Mr. Burns. And uh, you don't, huh? Why, are you so sure I do? Maybe you better join her then. Well, it's my custom to leave her prey privately. Not much to see of the mine with that tunnel all blocked up. No, no, Mr. Byrne, but the gold's still in there. Maybe you should come back when I get her opened up again. You got some shovels? Uh, oh, sure. Well, maybe we can start helping dig a new tunnel. Oh, <laughs> that won't be necessary, Mr. Byrne. Thought you said you was on your way back to town to get some help to dig another one. Oh, when I dig, I was. But 
to have stockholders doing that kind of work, well, it ain't fitting. If it'll make you feel any better, I'll put it to the boys. Hey, fellas? Yep. Shall we give Mr. Gaston a hand at digging a new tunnel? Yes, okay with me. Uh, uh, there's your answer. Now, where are them shovels? Uh, well, I, I got three's all. Well, three's enough. Uh, and the pickaxe. Are they in the tent? Well, no, they're in the wagon. I, I, was, I was taking them to town to show what the diggers needed to bring with them. Well, let's get them. Here you are, boys. I'll take the pickaxe. All right, amen. Uh, shovel for Lane. You, one for me. Uh, that leaves none for me to help you with, Gary. Yeah. Uh, you can watch, Mr. Gaston. Or wait in the tent where you can do some praying with your wife. Come on, boys. Yeah, working. You hear that, Menon? I didn't hear nothing, Kerry. It seems to me I heard something. <laughs> there. Yeah, you hear it? Yeah, I heard it that time. Sounded like the sheriff. That's you, sheriff. Hurry up. Gary, It is the sheriff and his deputy, all right. Menon, you go back to that tent. And if Gaston and his wife try to leave, shoot him. Yes, sir. Dig, boys. Dig fast. Now, my orders are to shoot you both if you do more than blink. Oh, Mr. What's the meaning of this, Mr. Menon? Put up that gun you're holding on us. You didn't tell us the sheriff and his deputy was in that mine. What? When you blowed it up. Which is the sheriff and the deputy inside. I, I didn't know they was inside on us. I thought there was something fishy about you just... Finding their horses out in the prairie. Well, I told you the truth about that. Them horses was gra- was grazing. Yeah, uh-huh. You, you two want to sit down, or you want to go to your maker right now? You're talking to the president of the Hope Mine, Mr. Manning. Then you just sit down, Mr. President. And you too, ma'am. Well, you know the mine was salted, Sheriff. Sure. It was a good job. Except for this here nugget. What's wrong with... Is that a date, I see? Sure is. 1840-something. The the smelting took out the last number. I'll be... Oh, is uh, is Jerry all right? Uh, Still unconscious, Sheriff, but uh, you'll survive. Stay here in the tent. Good job, Mr. Menden. Well, thanks, Sheriff. Well, Mr. Gaston... Mrs. Gaston? Sheriff, I had nothing to do with Shut it. Shut up, woman. It was all his idea. It. Shut up. He took my bracelet with the gold coin on it. What are you trying to do? Get me ten years? You uh, knew we were in that salted mine when you set off that dynamite, didn't you? I, I knew nothing of the kind. Honest, honest, I didn't. Well, how come our horses ended up tied behind your wagon? Well, we found them. Rounded them up. We didn't know they was yours, honest. Well, what about the money you took from these men who thought you were on a level? I huh? told them to give it back, sir. Oh, would you please shut up? They'll get it back, ma'am. Don't you worry. How long will they get, Sheriff? Well, Mr. Burns depends on how the judge looks at it. But it ought to add up to quite a few years. Why don't we just hang them now and save the cost of a trial? Because this is a nation of law, hey, Mr. Menon. What's that? That's from inside the mine. 
smoke. Huh? He couldn't solve all that. Yeah, didn't I didn't tell you. Look at it. Didn't believe it myself when I first seen it. Why? It, it, it must go all the way back. Man alive, this is a gold mine. A real bonanza. And not sold it either. Mr. Bird, there must be a million dollars worth of gold oh, here. Billions, men, and them explosions must have uncovered billions. <laughs>
Oil jitters are blamed for today's 10-point decline in the stock market and the activity on the money markets. In Washington, there was talk of some drastic measures unless Iranian oil resumes its flow to this country soon. The dollar opened lower Monday in Tokyo and has opened lower in Tuesday morning's trading, down more than 2 yen. In London Monday, the price of gold soared. Larry Miller has a report. Gold's steady rise in value these past few weeks was apparently just a warm-up for today because the price of an ounce soared in London to the lofty heights of $246.50. That's about a $15 hike in value over Friday's close. Bullion dealers attribute the increase to speculation that Saudi Arabia is to slow oil production and to the worsening situation in Iran. And Robert Guy, a director of Rothschilds in London, believes the price of gold will continue to gain. I went on record in uh, New York last week at a forum uh, run by the American Metal Market, and uh, my prediction at that time with gold at 230 was that we should see new highs in gold this year, and I foresaw a range of 262 to 90. I see no reason to change uh, my view on the market. Gold hit its previous record high last November, but fell back after President Carter announced plans to support the dollar on the foreign exchanges. Larry Miller for CBS News, London. More news in a moment. Big news from Amana. Now you can get a rebate check for $50 direct from Amana when you buy the fabulous Amana Touchmatic 2 Radar Range Microwave Oven. The Touchmatic 2 is so incredibly automatic, it cooks by time, cooks to temperature, even holds the temperature to tenderize economy cuts of meat. Amana is also offering a $40 rebate on the companion Amana Touchmatic Radar Range Model RR9 t Rebate offer expires February 28, 1979 at participating Amana retailers. A congressional panel today opened hearings into the phenomenon of religious cults with emotional arguments on both sides. Rabbi Maurice Davis of White Plains, Plains, New York, who claims to have separated more than 100 young people from cults, said those organizations use dictatorial leaders to instill fear and hatred into their members. The Reverend Barry Lynn, legislative counsel for the United Church of Christ, urged Congress not to get involved in the non-criminal activities of cults, saying that would place the government in a constitutionally forbidden zone. Washington police report 20 arrests, including a few for assaults on police officers, in today's protest by farmers. About 1,700 farm vehicles tied up the Capitol's traffic as their operators demonstrated for higher prices. The protest was organized by the group American Agriculture. Their approach was not endorsed by Alan Grant, president of the American Farm Bureau Federation. The way for, to get better prices is through uh, building markets, an orderly way of uh, increasing the uh, market opportunity, increasing sales of commodities both in the United States and particularly worldwide. We think that's the way to do it rather than driving tractors around here and there or turning goats loose on the White House lawn. We think that our orderly way is, uh, well, gets more done. The protest in Washington is likely to continue tomorrow, although leaders of the movement have not yet disclosed their plans. As he left the United States, Chinese Vice Premier Deng Xiaoping today sent President Carter a message saying his trip to this country was a complete success. Deng said Sino-U.S. relations will witness a major progress under the new historical conditions. Deng's plane left Seattle and, following a refueling stop in Anchorage, is now en route to Tokyo. Deng plans three days of meetings with Japanese leaders before returning to Beijing. Now this. Brad, it's after midnight. 
look what you've done. Will you stop eating and go to bed? You'll never get up in the morning for work. I can't get to sleep. I took an aspirin, but I'm still wide awake. Well, what did you expect? Aspirin's for headaches. You need a sleeping aid to help you fall asleep. I'll get you some compose when I go shopping. Some what? Compose. Go to bed, will you? While I clean up this mess. Headache? Take aspirin. Sleepless night? Take compose. C-O-M-P-O-Z. Taken as directed before you go to bed. Compose actually helps you fall asleep when you want to fall asleep at bedtime. So what else happened at the office today, Fred? Did you get the order for that new job? Fred? Fred, you asleep? That's compose for you. Headache? Take aspirin. Sleepless night? Take compose. C-O-M. P-O-Z. Take only as directed. Compose is available at all drug counters. Look Magazine, a new version of it, made its debut on the newsstands today. Its predecessor folded more than seven years ago. The new publication is trying to appeal to people on a regional basis. The copies distributed in the East have the late Nelson Rockefeller on the cover, while those being sold in the West feature a cover photo of Patricia Hearst. The original Look magazine first came out in 1937, but publication ended in 1971. This is Doug Poling, CBS News. Good evening, I'm Jackson Kane, KMOX News. Missouri State Auditor James Antonio wants the Missouri Office of Economic Opportunity to pay closer attention to several areas of responsibility. Antonio said the OEO should monitor closely the program to help low-income families to ensure that government grants are spent properly. In an audit released today, Antonio said funds the office provided to community action agencies around the state have not been audited. These are funds for weatherizing or improving the heating capacity of the homes of low-income families. A $900,000 federal financial outlay has been granted St. Louis County in the state of Missouri to buy land. The money from the U.S. Department of the Interior will be matched by the state and county. The money will go for the purchase of land for recreational development in three areas of South County. The Missouri Division of Employment Security said it filled nearly 179,000 jobs through its service program in 1978. Division Director Joseph Dietrich said 1978 was the best job placement year in recent times, especially for permanent jobs. Three men have been charged with robbery, assault, and stealing in connection with the beating of a maintenance worker at a Crestwood, Missouri car agency. Charged are 27-year-old Carl Shoemate and his 20-year-old brother Dennis, both of Alton, Illinois, and 20-year-old Dickie Rebstock of St. Louis. And 41 counties in Illinois have been declared disaster areas, including Madison and St. Clair counties. The declaration makes the counties eligible for low-interest loans from the Small Business Administration. The loans will be for physical disaster and economic injury caused by recent heavy snowstorms. 